Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the progressive box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I don't even play football. Coming down from the gallows and I don't have Welcome back to the Black and Gold NFL Recap, sponsored by Frank Walker Law. 
My name is Matt Searles. I am joined, as always, by my buddies Fred and Stavo. What's going on, Fred? Hey, hey Matt. Oh, excited for another weekend of playoff football, divisional playoff. We squished the fish, and I know the Grammys are eh, about a, four weeks away, but I'm in a musical mood, so I'm going to kick put my, my kick this off with saying I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. That might be too young, too a little too old for you, Matt, but I'm sure Sabo remembers that oldie but goodie from Wilbert Harrison in 1959. What do you think, Sabo? I got a crazy little girl, and I'm going to get <laughs> him. I have no there idea what means. Hey, do you know what? Today's Friday the 13th. That's why I didn't want to do the show. <laughs> oh, Friday the 13th always been bad. Uh, then I thought we were going to move the show to 820 because I couldn't find no ice cubes. So I didn't have no ice to put in my drink and everything. So I thought we'd move the show to 820. And everything like that. Now I'm not allowed to go in any bars in Southside. <laughs> Southside. I got you. All right, guys. So what we're gonna what we're gonna bring for you guys today? Of course, like always, we're gonna talk about the games that were. Get you caught up in all the news that came out this past week, and talk about the games that will be. Which luckily includes our Pittsburgh Steelers. Start off the show early. We do have a caller. I'll, I'll get to you. Right now, six zero nine six one zero. You are on. What, what do you want to talk about? And who we got? And I think we lost you. I think we lost six zero nine. Well, if you, I was quick, but if you call back, we'll be sure to try to get you on the air. But all right, I'll moving, call him on the cell. Phone. Moving. Pardon? I'll call him on the cell phone. My cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. All right, guys, so moving right along, let's start off with talking about, of course, the Steelers versus Miami's Dolphin game. This is the wild card matchup in Heinz Field. Dolphins come in. Steelers trying to get their revenge after an embarrassing performance, one which, of course, we all know, Jay Jai ran all over the Steelers for over 200 yards. The Steelers would not let that happen again and came out victorious in this matchup. Definitely want to get your thoughts on the Steelers' 30-12 to victory. Fred, we'll start off with you, bud. What did you think? Yeah, it couldn't, it couldn't have started off <laughs> any better uh, for a lot of reasons. But for me personally, I worried throughout the whole game. And <laughs> the fact that they, they scored right away, Made made it a little more calm for me, but um, yeah, just the, the the way they came out, I thought that was a great game plan by Haley. To uh, as he said, they they threw a little bit to loosen them up. Uh, the Dolphins, foolish. I know you got to take your chances occasionally, but with the Dolphins' two starting safeties being injured, and they're going, I don't even know the names of the guys that are in there to be honest with you. Go, playing man to man. And then the corner tried to cut underneath, and AB caught it. And the safety, he 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 was in another zip code. I I don't even think he was in. But and AB burned him for the, the 62 yard. I mean, I know he had to try something, but that was bad. And then Todd Haley talked about it on his uh, Thursday segment on Steelers.com. Coordinator's corner that third drive when he said he talked. He said the night before they talked about it. They they wanted to implement a drive 
where they ran the ball a lot. And he said, I'll keep doing it as long as you guys keep making it work. Ten play drive, all ten runs by Lev, not once did they get a third, hit it even a third down. That was impressive. He, he Todd Haley called it his most favorite drive he's ever been associated with since he's been a coach. When you can do that, I mean, that, you you just sucked the life right out of the Dolphins. That that was impressive. I mean, they came out on a mission. Um, and just when the Dolphins started to gain a little traction, they hit a couple of field goals. And after Ben's, uh, he, I think he threw a little too hard for A.B. And the Dolphins were going to drive down and maybe get a touchdown to, to get within one score at the half and then get the ball to start the second half. I was there. I was a little nervous. No worries. Debo decided that it wasn't going to happen. When you saw that play right before the half, the strip sack, and watching it again, um, it looked like Moore saw him out of the corner of his eye. But I I don't think he appreciated how fast Debo was coming because he tried to take a little step like he was going to get away. And I mentioned on my film room, to me, when I watched it again and again, Debo closed on him like a lion on a wildebeest. He just smelled the Moore had no chance. (laughs) And a great play to knock the ball out. It, it to me, not only making a play there, but it, it it showed me that, like I said, compliment. They talk about complimentary football. The offense started out on fire. Defense was holding the field goals, and then when the offense messed up a little bit, the defense took their turn. The next three drives, turnover. Mike Mitchell in the, the first drive of the second half. You know, his first sack as a Steeler. He has not had any. And again, that's a. Uh, and then Shazier's interception. I don't know if it was the call. I don't know if he messed up and thought it was wrong and then uses athletic ability to get back there, but Moore didn't see him. Uh, made a fantastic play. And and once they scored the touchdown there, uh, it, to me, it was over. Like two minutes left in the third quarter, and it was 30 to, 30 to 6. So for all intents and purposes, it was over. I thought the offense after that, uh, they let down a little bit. They were they were playing to not mess up. Let's just hold it. And AB, I think maybe lost concentration. He dropped a couple that he normally doesn't. But I did like what impressed me again was okay. They're going to win, but they kind of played a little sloppy. I love the way the defense finished. Um, the last drive for the Dolphins, they moved a little bit, and Lawrence Simmons came through on back to back sacks, and and said, no, you're not going anywhere. Fourth and it was fourth and thirty or something. The Dolphins ran and got fifteen yards, which was their longest run of the day, um, which was gar- garbage time. Dolphins still finished with twenty-one carries for fifty-two yards. You take that meaningless one out. Twenty carries for thirty-seven yards. They not only held, they shut them down. They said, "You aren't going anywhere." They were physical. Everybody was hitting. I mean, they they came out on on a mission. I I don't know that they. They let down a little bit with their offense once they knew it was over. I don't know if they could they could have played better, honestly, in almost in almost every phase. I was totally impressed. What do you, what are your thoughts, Sabo? Was the safety you were thinking about was he that mixed drink that Bakari Rambo? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the safety that got beat on that A B touchdown. Was that the safety? I think that's who it was. Yeah. Okay. I think he the, was a mixed drink. <laughs> the, the play of the game, just like you said, is Debo Harrison. What did he stop J.H.I. 
three, two or three plays right in a row in the first drive. It, it was like they were shadowing. Harrison was shadowing. Every time, I think he knocked him out of bounds on the first play. Every time he was just hitting this kid and everything. And I know he, he, didn't, he didn't have any good runs after that. Uh, we were talking uh, this week, the shot that uh, Bud Dupree hit. <laughs> Anytime you hit anyone that has a name, Matt, is a pretty good hit and everything. So he hit Matt Moore, sucked <laughs> oh. the life out of him and everything. And me and Freddie were talking this week, and I said the, that was the best hit I've seen since Ronda Rousey was uh, knocked out in her last two fights and everything. <laughs> was one heck of a hit. And what I can't understand, and no no one in their life, uh, Bell's out of the game, but we still have Ben in there throwing. Not, you know, they could have taken him out. They weren't going to probably take him out with 11 minutes to go. I can't remember, seven, four, five minutes and everything. He was in there throwing that pass and everything like that. You know, there's a good – he tells us, you know, he wanted – it's a great thing to have the big three together. Ben Brown and Bell and everything. And then he Tomlin almost loses Ben, and it would have been all over and everything like this. I'm sorry. He, he should have been out of the game that next to last um, drive and everything. He's trying to make something out of and, and then he says, I take the credit that I was the one who called that pass play. And don't, don't ask Todd Haley uh, about it on Thursday when you talk to him and everything, because I don't think Todd Haley would have known anything about it. That's probably why and everything, but it was a great defensive game. Um, they showed their speed uh, and they did everything. They, they turned it completely around from when they played them in the first game and everything. Um, what do you think, Matt? I think it was, uh, like you guys said, it was a great you know, performance all the way around, pretty much all sides of the ball was exactly what you wanted to see the Steelers do against, uh, for all, you know, purposes, an, an inferior team, one that had just destroyed them earlier in the season. It was a little nostalgic to see, you know, the Dolphins run the ball and then just get tackled behind the scrimmage until they just stopped it. I mean, it reminded me of, you know, 2008, 2009, when teams just would not run the football because they had a better chance of getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage than getting anything positive for it. It was just great to see. I think Ajayi was held to something like 34 yards rushing or something like that. It was just a a great, great performance. And to speak on on your point, Sabo, a little bit, and I know this has been beaten to death with the whole, you know, Wiley Robinsberger in there and everything. I think uh, it's a bit confusing also because Tomlin said, you know, it was me, don't ask Haley. Ben Roethlisberger on his uh, on his radio show said that it was Todd Haley who made the call. And then, but for me, this points more than anything to reason number 75, why not to keep Landry Jones. I, I get you have Ben in there to, to do all the checks and everything like that, but if you don't trust Landry Jones, after being in this system for four years, to be able to check or even just hand the ball off to a run play, that's not the backup you want. You you have a backup for situations like this, where you've got a big lead, and you just want to get your starter out of there, and you just need a guy who can hand the ball off, not do something stupid. And worst case scenario, 
I don't know. He, he throws an interception and does exactly what Ben did. Uh, it just didn't make much sense to me. You know, I, I thought this was the situation, you know, to put Landry Jones in. I mean, you, you just can't really mess it up. But, you know, all in all, a, a great performance. Great to see Brown, you know, just explode like that. Get two touchdowns right off the bat. His first two postseason touchdowns. Bell gets his first postseason touchdowns. It it was just great, and I'm I'm definitely ready to roll here into Kansas City for sure. Any last thoughts on this one? Or are y'all ready to move right along? Talk about our next game, which is Green Bay versus the Giants. Uh, I'll, yeah. yeah, just just one uh, one quick thought. Um, as you said, you know they played well on offense. I will I will say, and we haven't talked about it yet. Maybe we'll talk about it when we get to KC. But just the the Steelers uh, special teams weren't did not play that well. And during the game, Matt was texting me as we're as we're beating them. Like I think the score was like twenty to three. And Matt's texting me, hey, our special teams are ranked this. They're looking, we're giving up four-year runs. I said, and I, I texted Matt, I said, Matt, well, we're kicking their butts. Would you be positive for a second? But, but, uh, I like you know, the numbers. So I like the statistics. <laughs> so so he, he he was, I said, don't bring me down here. You know, we got these. But uh, so that's, you know, that's just the final thought. Yeah, they're, they're special teams. We're, we're giving up 40-yard kickoff returns to the Dolphins. There's a little guy over there in KC that'll that'll do a lot worse. So that's the only thing. Yeah, this rest of teams could could have been could have been better. But other than that, we're on to KC. Uh, one other thing, Matt was texting me too at the same time he was you. We were, were talking about it, and he was he was I thought he was going to jump out of his skull and everything with Fitzgerald Tucson. <laughs> Front oh man! Kickoffs. I was going to have to see it this week because he's going to go with Justin Gilbert unless he makes him inactive. So we'll have a little bit of a different change, and I think Gilbert's going to play some uh, um, cover against the tight end uh, Travis Kelsey. I think he's okay. going to play him like he did in the first game and everything. Do you think? Do you think Matt was the one that called in to get? You know, I, I would assume most people know that. Uh, Tucson was not listed as one of the injuries, but later uh, during the week or early in the week, he reported <laughs> like, I think Matt was the one that somehow finagled that and said, hey, you know, sent in some kind of secret message. You better out, you better check out Tucson. You, you slipped him a Mickey or something so you have headaches. I, don't, I think because I think Matt would do anything to have anybody other than Fitzgerald Tucson back there returning kicks. <laughs> Matt just, would have his medical uh, knowledge and everything. He did something to him. I sent Tassan all, all these emails until I gave him a headache from it. They just came into work. Like, I, I got this concussion from this from this annoying fan. So, But, you know, I, I'm trying to help our team out. He is ranked, I believe, I'll have to double-check the text I sent you. I don't know off the top of my head, but I believe he's ranked 47th in the NFL in uh, average returns on kickoff. 47. There's only 32 teams. He is ranked behind other teams' <laughs> backups. He has taken two kickoffs. He's our leading kick returner as far as opportunities. And he has taken one past the 25-yard line and only one other to the 25-yard line. It's, I mean, just kneel the ball if, if you're back there. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see uh, Justin Gilbert do it. But, you know, wouldn't it just be karma to have him, you know, just have an awful game and do a bunch of fumbles and have Tom come out and see this? 
This is why I was doing Fitz your son, Matt. Stop giving me <laughs> advice. But we can all hope that's not the case. All right, moving right along to the game of the Green Bay Packers taking on the New York Giants, another wild card matchup. This was a, a game that a lot of people thought was going to be a lot closer than it ended up being. The Packers ended up winning this one handily, 38-18, to 18, I believe, was 38-13 to 13 was the score, and Rodgers just continues his just unreal performance. Four touchdowns, 362 yards, no picks. I mean, when Christian Michael is averaging 4.7 yards to carry, you just know things are working with you. You lose Jordy Nelson with some rib injuries, but Randall Cobb steps in, gets 116 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, they're they're just rolling right now. It's it's pretty unbelievable. The Giants did not really have an answer. We had to hear so much after the game about that stupid boat trip with Beckham and Cruz <laughs> and all those guys. It, it was just over the top. But the receivers, you know, picked a bad time to have their worst game. Manning only threw for a touchdown, less than 300 yards. Not a lot going. I think their leading rusher had 30 yards rushing it. It just was not a good game for the Giants. But they're out, Packers are in, and they're moving on. I don't know if you guys watched this game. The thing that stuck out to me, and maybe most everyone, was just, again, another playoff Hail Mary by Aaron Rodgers. And I, I was I was thinking, I, I put it on Facebook, Rise, it happened. This guy might be the best, you know, Hail Mary throwing quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And to that, he might be the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I I was thinking, you know, if you put this guy on the Patriots, you give him Bill Belichick. Is it even close with Tom Brady? I mean, he's doing this with, you know, Mike McCarthy and everything. If you give him Bill Belichick, is it even close with Tom Brady? And if this guy continues on this pace, he goes in and just has one of the best second half of the season that carries into the postseason, wins another Super Bowl, this guy will be talked about as possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. It's, it, in my opinion, at least, I, I think that's what would happen if he does win this. But still, a lot of playoff football left. Don't know if you guys saw this game or have any thoughts on this one before we move on. Start with you, Fred. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Yeah, I watched it, and I was hoping for a good game to watch. And early on, it looked like the Giants had them. Uh, and their coverage was, was great because Rodgers had time, but he got sacked, I think, four times the first half. But the, I think all of them were just coverage sacks. Um, and I don't know if he was hesitating. He couldn't find guys open. They they weren't doing anything. Uh, and the Giants, like you said, they, they, they missed opportunities, just dropped too many passes. You can't do that. You know, Green Bay is going to get something. The Hail Mary, uh, yeah, I guess I'd say that uh, Rodgers might say that uh, God is on his side. And if you know anything about Rodgers, you know that, that's not being sarcastic because he picks on people for using that. But um, with the Hail Mary. But but the thing was, that wasn't that will kill the Giants. You thought at halftime, oh, that's going to kill them. Now they're down 14 to 6. The Giants scored a touchdown after the, the Packers went for a fourth down and missed it. They were at one point. 
They were the one point, 14-13. They're right there. So he'll marry or not. And then Rodgers just came right down the field in like five plays. And I think the big difference, one thing that contributed, Rodgers just started feeling it. But the Giants lost their cornerback, uh, Rodgers Cromarty. And they had to put some, I don't know who, Yahoo covering Rand- Cobb in the spot. Goodbye. It was over. Touchdown. Um, to the Giants. And then they're, they're all year, their offensive, you know, weakness showed in a show there. They just, they just didn't have enough. Like, I thought it was going to be close. I even thought the Giants could win it, maybe, you know, for the 23-21 type of game. But uh, I will say this, too. Aaron Rodgers didn't come out of the game either, and they were up by more than, than the Steelers are up. So uh, I guess uh, Mike McCarthy doesn't live in the Steelers either. Uh, so <laughs> that's all I got on that one. You got anything to say, Bill? Yeah, I watched the game the whole time and everything like that. It was that was a fantastic kill, Mary, at the end of the half and everything like that. But I like that Ty Montgomery. I've always liked him. Uh, yeah. You know, their rushing attack isn't the greatest, but they really know how to use him too and everything. Um, I thought the game would be a little bit better. You got two Super Bowl quarterbacks playing each other, and it, it was entertaining. I watched it all the way through and everything like that. That's all I got on it. Yeah, it was uh, – I thought it was going to be closer. And this this week of Walker games, really just no close games. It was the most, you know, average margin of victory, you know, most lopsided in NFL history as far as, you know, there not being any close games. And, you know, this was just another one of those. The Giants, they have a good defense. I wouldn't say a great defense, but a good defense – but the offense is not good enough to, you know, help them out with the defense has an off day. They're just – they're not going to do it. But, all right, let's move right along and talk the next game, which is our – the Oakland Raiders taking on the Houston Texans. The Connor Cook-led Oakland Raiders taking on the Brock Osweiler-led Houston Texans. This was just, you know, a game that not a lot of people saw the Raiders winning because you got a fourth-round – a rookie quarterback going in, taking on a good defense in the playoffs on the road. It it was just a tough task for him, and it showed for sure. Told me that the plan was to have Connor Cook throw the ball 45 times. You know, I I would have just said, you know, right then and there, they're going to get blown out. And that's pretty much what happens. You don't have your rookie quarterback throw 45 times. My goodness. Brock Osweiler, on the other hand, stepped up, had a pretty decent day, coming out with two touchdowns, no interceptions. And, you know, they they, they got a playoff victory. Say what you want about Bill O'Brien and everything, but they are still in the playoffs when a lot of teams wish they were in that spot right now. So maybe not the best game. Player of the game, of course, Jadavion Clowney. Just, I mean, he, he looks like what they wanted him to be. He looks like a number one overall pick. He's just making plays out there. So I'll toss this one to you, Fred, to start out with. Yeah, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it uh, because, they, they, as you said, it, not not much the Raiders, besides, besides not having Derek Carr or, you know, or Matt McGloin, uh, their, left, their starting left tackle, Donald Penn, was out. And so there's a guy that's got to take on Clowney. And Clowney had a great game. Uh, Whitney Merciless is a guy that you don't hear his name, but he, I, I love his name. Merciless, that's, that's fantastic. And, and he was in there. He's a great pass rusher for him. It, 
Yeah, I mean, McGloin, I don't know, they, they were talking about during the game, you know, because they, they put McGloin in if his shoulder was good enough. Apparently, they, they didn't feel it was good enough. So, you know, the Texans, good for them. They they, they got to win. I, I, I'll i say that uh, the Texans' time for being in the playoffs is counting down to around 24 hours. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'll say about that game. Brock, good for you. You won a playoff game. I don't see you winning too many more. What do you What do you guys say, Paul? Whitney Merciless sounds like he'd be a trumpet player for the Tonight Show or something with Doc Severson. <laughs> yes. But he, can you imagine how good Houston would be if they'd have J.J. Watt? Or can you imagine how good the Steelers would be if they had Ironhead Jr. on the team and everything? I mean, you're back. You're down to your third string quarterback and everything. I know Connor Cook was coming out, and he said I should be a number one pick and everything. Well, you didn't play like a number one pick. But <laughs> that's pretty tough to go in and play against that good of a defense and everything. That's all I have on that, Matt. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. So moving right along, enough with the Texans and the Raiders. We'll talk more Texans later. Last game, wild card was the Detroit Lions taking on the Seattle Seahawks. And, I mean, you want to talk a lot about the game. The Lions held out of the end zone, did not cross the 30-yard line of the Seattle Seahawks all game long. And Seahawks receivers, I mean, they just picked a, a good time to step up. Paul Richardson had three catches. All of them were just ridiculous. I mean, reaching around defenders in the end zone, one-handed catches all over the place. Doug Baldwin had 104 yards and a touchdown stealing one in the end zone from his own teammate. And the story of the game, I think for sure, is Thomas Rawls, who had 161 yards. Good time for him to get back on track and break out, look kind of like the back he was last year before all the injury. The Lions just, they they couldn't really get anything going. Zach Zenner, obviously not the answer at running back. Uh Matt Stafford, I mean, not an awful day, but really just no real playmaker stepping up, Anquan Bolton losing his head. I This is a game I almost picked the Lions in because I, I thought they could get hot and I thought the Seattle Seahawks defense would struggle, but I'm glad I didn't for sure. The Seahawks own this one very, very handily. Any thoughts, Fred? Yeah, everybody, you know, thought. I think, uh, uh, again, uh, Matt, you might be a little too young for this one, but Sable certainly gets the reference. I think I think Detroit showed that they, they were paper lions, and uh, I think they won with people were questioning early on. I mean, out of their first seven, seven out of their first eight wins or something, they were trailing in the fourth quarter, and how were they doing it? I think they showed they were doing it with smoke and mirrors. Uh, they – they just didn't know. They made some, look at this. they made the Seattle offensive line look good. That's that that's that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. They, they're Seattle and they were just uh, their their defense. They couldn't stop the the run of of Seattle. I mean, they got to go back. Thomas Rawls is a good back. You know, no doubt about that. But uh, like I said, their 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 offensive line is atrocious. They got their starting left tackle never played football. In in college, he played basketball, and they turned him into an offensive lineman. 
just he's learning on the job. That's you know, so they're they're, they're bad. I mean, but Seattle's defense did what they normally do. Uh, they they showed. I feel bad for Stafford. I mean, I I don't know how much the finger hurt him, if it's bothering his throw, but he for whatever reason the last three games of the regular season which they lost in the playoff game, he didn't perform as well. So whether it was the finger bothering him or what, um, and and then on top of it, uh, just something popped in my head. The veteran guys, Anquan Bolden, getting two stupid personal foul penalties. This guy's a veteran. You bring him in so he can show up in big games and at least show. And he got dumb penalties for hitting the guys laid out of bounds on top of not playing while they're they're making stupid penalties. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, not not surprised. I picked Seattle. I thought it might be a little closer, um, but uh, no. Uh, the Lions, Detroit. You're gonna have to wait. Yeah, another year before you before you think about championships. <laughs> what do you think, Table? That was a great reference. Paper Lions. <laughs> they were Paper Lions. <laughs> um, that was a book written by George Plimpton. He was a writer, and they made it into a movie. Yep. And do you know who played George Plimpton in the movie Paper Lions? I do, because that's, that's how I knew it. It was Alan Alda. Alan Matt Alda, Stafford? yeah. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, <Matt. laughs> you got to oh, keep uh, it in my time, guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Richardson, that catch in the end zone, that one-handed catch, that was unreal. And uh, Rawls, the running back, he had a uh, um, a season in one game. The way they were running the ball and everything like that. Um, that's all I have on it and everything. Uh, Richardson <laughs> made some great catches and Rawls, you know, he might be back. He might be the running back they need and everything. We'll see. We'll see. And we'll talk about them a little more in a sec. But now for the wild card stuff, let's go ahead and start looking ahead to the divisional round. Let's start off with maybe one of the easiest games to call Houston Texans taking on the New England Patriots. They, you know, Patriots coming off a bye, trying to get to the AFC championship for, if my numbers are correct, will be the 9,000th time in in the past decade, I believe, that they've been to the (laughs) AFC championship. Just, you know, I'm not quite sure how those numbers work, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate. 9,000 AFC championships for Tom Brady. Truly an impressive record. And, you know, they're taking on the Houston Texans, who, all right, they had a good game and all. Brock Osweiler, you know, amazing game. He had two, you know, he ran in touchdown, threw a touchdown, didn't have any interceptions, less than 300 yards. Hooray. But let's not kid ourselves into thinking this is going to be anything other than, you know, a blowout. He felt bad for the for the Raiders taking on the Texans last week. Feel worse for the Texans taking on the Patriots. If they, if the Texans win this game, something crazy happens. I honestly don't know if we're going to have a show next week because it will mean that all predictions and all discussions about football ever are meaningless and everything I know is a lie. Uh, I'm calling the Patriots to win this one extremely handily. I mean, Brady's got 432 dropbacks and only two turnovers all year. It's, you know, he's, he's playing lights out. I, I think that they are destined for the championship. Not the Super Bowl, but the AFC Championship for sure. 
I don't know if you guys have thoughts on this one, but we'll, we'll start with you, Fred. Did, are you are you going to ride and die with Brock Osweiler on this one? <laughs> yeah, we we won't spend a lot of time on this because we have a lot of other things that we other good games and uh, that we want to talk about. Um, the only the only thing I will say it's not even really referenced, but since we're talking about the Patriots, talk about the Texans. I I saw this on Twitter. I can't remember who the guy tweeted it out. I apologize for that. But this was before last week's last week's game. You know, uh, the Texans won on Saturday. So the Patriots were either be playing the Texans or to be playing the Dolphins if the Dolphins managed to win, which we talked about. Now this 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 guy tweeted out. He said he, he talked to Belichick. I honestly find it hard to believe that Belichick would say this. You might think it, but that but so the, the Patriots would have to wait till Sunday to know who they're playing because if the Dolphins won, they'd have to prepare for them. Supposedly, according to this guy, the Patriots started preparing for the Texans. And when they asked, you know, about the Steelers and Dolphins, and they said, Belichick said, well, you know. So I, I, I find that interesting. Now, Belichick might have thought that, that the Steelers are going to beat the Dolphins. But I would I would have found it hard to believe that he would actually voice that audibly, that he would say that. That is not like him. But um, So it's kind of like this week I'm thinking of. Everybody and their brother knows if if somebody bets sticks those Texans to win straight up, I'm not talking about Vegas when I don't know, you know, you can get lucky with them and you know, somebody will give you twenty points and maybe, you know, the Texans keep it within three touchdowns. But if anybody picks the them straight up to win, uh, I don't know. They need they need to check their medication or something. Nah, there, there's no point. <laughs> no, this, this this one's done. I don't even want to watch this one. Do you, you have anything to say about? I'm gonna pick the Houston Texans to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're taking too many pain meds for your foot. <laughs> Matt, what was your stat on Brady? He dropped back how many times and. 432 dropbacks and two turnovers. Two turnovers. That's that's about what I had against Mary Angelo when I was dating her. Two turnovers. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to go with New England. I don't know what the spot is, uh, what the line on this is. I think it's the biggest line ever in NFL Playoffs. If you want to be really bold, you, you can you can make this your lock of the week. If you want to, if you want to be risky. <laughs> um. Well, my head wants Houston to win, but my yep. head my head was going with Mary Angelo too. But um, let's see. I'm going to go with New England. Um, but maybe we'll be closer than that. Nah, ain't going to be. All right, make it a sweep. All of us taking the Patriots, winning this one handily. Yeah, and you're just kind of curious what, what the future holds for this Texans team. I mean, rumors of Bill O'Brien maybe being either let go or traded to another team. No, I, <laughs> you know, if you're coaching, you take Brock Osweiler into the playoffs and you get a win, you're in the divisional round, and your team still wants you out. You know, you you might be off for a better situation somewhere else where you don't. It doesn't look like you're stuck with Osweiler for you know the next decade. Maybe we'll go to so, Alabama. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. 
Uh, moving right along, guys. Let's talk Seattle Seahawks taking on the Atlanta Falcons. You know, a much better game than the previous one we just discussed. A game that I'm taking the Falcons in because, I mean, their offense is just unstoppable. And they're light years ahead of where the Lions are. And I don't think the Seahawks are going to have, you know, anything like the game that they had last week. Although if their receivers just keep making these crazy catches, who knows? And if Thomas Rawls can get hot, you know, I, I could be wrong. But a big thing is that this one's in the Georgia Dome. It's in Georgia. The Falcons are playing at home. Seattle Seahawks, much like the Steelers, different team on the road. They average 15.9 points on the road, which is just about 12 points less than at home. You know, the Falcons have only scored four, only scored less than 24 points twice this year. You're going to need, if you're Seattle, you're going to need to score, you know, 27 points to win this game at least, I think. The Falcons are just a dynamic offense. And four times on the road, the Seahawks have been able, have been unable to score more than 10 points. That's just – that's not good. That doesn't bode well for the Seahawks. Bodes very well for the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan is hot as any quarterback right now, save for maybe Aaron Rodgers. He's got weapons all over the place. He's got great running backs, Coleman and Freeman behind him. I'm taking the Falcons to win this one. What about you guys? Yeah, I, um, man, I'm going to agree with you. Um, one of the things you mentioned that Seattle's offensive line is not good, and, and they're not. So I don't, I'm not going to let the Detroit game fool me. Uh, now, Atlanta's defense has some question marks. They're not the, you know, they're not the uh, 85 Bears or anything like that. But uh, one thing, um, there's a lot of different stats you can look at, look at different things. I said football outsiders, they do comparisons to average team. They don't, they don't go just by statistics. They, they, they break it down. What they do is, you know, they'll, they'll rank the teams all through the season. And uh, they'll also do a weighted uh, ranking, which drops off the games earlier in the season. So it better reflects how a team is doing at the end of the year. Out of the eight teams left in the playoffs, Seattle is the only one in the eight that was playing better early in the year than they are now. Um, they they come they kind of stumbled down the stretch. We mentioned Russell Wilson's healthy. Finally, he had injuries to his ankle, to his knee, to his shoulder. Uh, he's finally healthy, and they need him. But uh, not having uh, Earl Thomas back there, I think really their defense is still good. But it's the first time in four years they didn't lead the league in fewest points allowed. They're still good, but they, they're not taking – I don't know if they have the total ability to take over the game like they used to. And uh, Atlanta played them real well. That was the one with that pass interference call <laughs> at the end of the game last time. So they were right there. I think at home, uh, I think Seattle is starting to – they had their run, and they could have won two in a row. They, you know, they came up. Uh, interception by Butler away from getting two in a row, but now they're starting. They're starting the last couple of years to feel the effect of having to pay their stars, and you got to cut corners somewhere with the salary cap. And they've done it in the offensive line, and they don't have maybe the, the depth on defense. So I think it finally catches up. And I love Russell Wilson as a he's a gamer. It's tough to bet against him, but 
I just think they don't. Their offensive line is, and, and Mr. No Promise is going to do them. I think it should still be close. They, those guys fight. Uh, Carroll does a good job with them. If I was going to pick a score, it'd probably be about 27 to 23, something like that. But I'm going, I'm going with with the uh, Southern Birds over the, the Northwest Birds. What, what do you got to say, Will? This is unbelievable that Atlanta's averaging 24, haven't scored less than 24 points. So if Seattle scores 23 points, this is how good I am in math they lose. So I'm going to go with a final Atlanta 24 and Seattle 23. Just because <laughs> Atlanta, I don't want to say this before we get in the next game, the Green Bay uh, versus Dallas, but I think Atlanta's going to be in the Super Bowl. I'll get into it, but I, I don't think Prescott can win the Super Bowl or even get a rookie quarterback getting in the Super Bowl and everything like that. But I got Atlanta, everything to um, beat them. They're at home and everything. They're a different team. Um, so I'm going to go with Atlanta. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Bold that all of y'all have taken the the Seahawks to score above what they're averaging on the road. I mean, they're averaging less than 16 points a game, and the Falcons have only scored less than 24 points twice a year. This, I mean, it just seems like this one's almost set in stone for me. But it's the playoffs, so who really knows what can happen? But make it another sweep. I think we've we've all agreed on every one of our picks so far in the playoffs. Got them all right last week. We'll see what happens this week, but making another sweep, three of us taking the Falcons. Moving along, the game of the week for us, for Chiefs fans, for Steelers fans, for AFC fans, I think, really. Pittsburgh going into Kansas City, taking on the Chiefs. There's there's reasons why I think whether you're a Chiefs fan or a Steelers fan, you can be optimistic you know, if not confident in your chances to win this game. I think both sides case on this. The Steelers, of course, haven't lost in two months. They lead the NFL in sacks since week 11. They're allowing under 17 points per game in the last two months. And they've got a great run game going, and the Chiefs are 26 in rush defense. The Chiefs, on the other hand, I mean, they have a very opportunistic ball-hawking defense. They will take their picks gladly. And when they get I – mean, I, I was watching a lot of Chiefs tape this week, and you just see them. When they get the ball on defense, 
they turn upfield immediately, whether it's in the end zone or wherever. They are looking to score all the time. They get Justin Houston coming back. We'll see how healthy he is. He practiced fully the past two days, but may wear a knee brace. Although he was wearing a knee brace when they played Denver, and he just had that insane game. So we'll see what kind of Justin Houston there is. And Big Ben has more interceptions than touchdowns over the last four weeks. So, you know, there's reasons for both teams. I mean, if Ben has more interceptions than touchdowns in this game, that doesn't bode well for the Steelers at all. And maybe the biggest stat that I've heard, and I definitely want to maybe not dispute, but argue against this stat a little bit, is I know I have with you guys, friend Sabo, but if you're a Steelers fan, you have probably heard, especially if you're a behind the curtain, you know, member or reader, you've heard that Andy Reid is 3-0 coming off of buys in the playoffs. I've heard this one all over, you know, Aaron Pride, the the blog for the Chiefs fans all over, you know, NFL Network and ESPN. But Andy Reid is 3-0 coming off of buys in the playoffs. So he's just, you know, this mastermind, takes his time, formats great plans, and that's great. But the last time he had a buy in the playoffs was 2004, you know, 13 years ago with a different team in a different conference, different quarterback. You know, I, so I just don't know how relevant that really is if you're going to throw that out there. I mean, if the Eagles go into the playoffs next year and they get a bye, they're going to say, look how good we did. You know, last time we had byes coming out of the playoffs. I think it's just as irrelevant to them as it is to Andy Reid. But enough with my ramble. Let's toss it to you, Fred. You've done some good breakdowns on the Steelers going into this game. For behind the silk curtain, want to get your thoughts on the game and then have you toss it to say, but who are you picking in this one and what are you looking for, bud? Yeah, I'm looking. It, it'll be, I don't know how much the weather, everybody saw, you know, the game has moved to 820 um, because of the the weather, um, which actually works out well for me because I was going to do from at the work on Sunday. I was going to finagle around. I had finagle the switch. I don't have to worry about that now. Um, so, so anyway, the thing it'd be interesting because what the you know the Steelers come out against the Dolphins and they they kind of threw a little bit to loosen them up and then they just they just pounded them. And as you mentioned, the Chiefs' uh, defense, as you said, is twenty sixth against the run. And um, and we were talking about a little bit before their their defense. Yeah, they don't really necessarily shut you down. They, they, they give up a lot of passing yards, um, but they take the ball away. So they'll, they'll make splash plays and some of the time, they use Thomas' word, you know, you ain't going to about the yards. But you can move the ball, and, you, and scoring-wise, they're pretty good, but they only give up 16 less points than the Steelers did. One, one less point a game. So um, if, if the Steelers, if Ben doesn't throw the ball away, um, and if we don't allow Tyree Kill to to get a big return, um, the way our offense, I think Ben said, and I agree. He goes, I tell our offensive line, Ben said, I tell our offensive line every game, it's all on them, and they have been playing fantastic. And uh, John Ledyard, who works inside the pylon, he does stuff. He's a great. He's from Pittsburgh. Steelers he fan. He does great breakdowns. He was showing Villanueva the wave early in the year struggles. He has been playing fantastic, not only in pass blocking, which is continuing to get better, in the run game, which you think for a size he would maul people, but he wasn't early on. 
he had some nice combo blocks on both 26-yard touchdowns. Well, it was a touchdown, and they, they overturned it to the one-yard line. Combo block for Foster and peeled off and crushed the linebacker. He's just playing fantastic. They're off, and if you're and he's by I think most people agree our weakest, if you will, offensive lineman. Uh, and he's he's playing very well right now. Uh, if if those guys can continue to play like they're playing, I mean, whichever way they want to bring up the game plan, but I know part of it has to be has to be running bell. And just pounding against that that Chiefs defense, uh, um, a couple of things like you said, with the 26 against the run, um, again with the football outsiders, uh, they had that was statistically, but against they had them 14th, um, uh, I don't know, they had them 26 against the run, seventh against the pass, and that's including that. And they don't have even with Justin Houston, the Chiefs only had like 28. They didn't have a lot of sacks. And they missed him for part year. And D Ford, he only had four in the five games. And D Ford picked up. But the one guy they missed, their their run stopping linebacker, uh, Johnson. And that's kind of when their run defense started to go down. Um, the guy you have to watch out for on a defensive line, I know Don Terry probably knows, but Chris Jones, a rookie, who I loved uh, in the draft. Just a monster. Mm-hmm. He's like 6'6, six, 6'7. Six, six, He's raw. But he can blow. He can blow up uh, the run. He can wreck the game. So they have they have to watch out for him. But um, our defense, they're getting there. You saw it even against the Dolphins. They have to use it. And Butler Butler acknowledged it. I mean, they they kind of used the revenge motivation. You know, hey, the Dolphins ran for 200 yards on us. They challenged our manhood. So they still just took that to heart. They watched the tape, owned it, said, you're not going to let them do it again. And you saw the very first play, as you mentioned, Debo. <laughs> Debo came out and knocked him around the first few plays, chased him out of bounds, lost three yards. They took their will away. They hit. They hit. One of the things we talked about, one of the where the Steelers' defense falters was missed tackles. I don't know that I saw – I can't think of a play where they missed tackles against the Dolphins. They're, they were in their gaps. They 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 tackled fantastically. They played physical. Well, Butler acknowledged that the Chiefs are going to use the same thing. I mean, we kicked their butt back in week four, and uh, so the Chiefs are going to use that same motivation. The players said that they expect that, so at least they're they're aware of it. But if they come out and hit like that and play like that, um, I know the Chiefs are good. Well, you said they they kind of make their splash plays. They, they score on a fake punt return, uh, or on a I'm, not, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, a fake punt when they ran a guy to the middle. Um, so if we eliminate those, I I I don't I you know they got a couple of, and Kelsey like I know Sable alluded to last time we used Justin Gilbert on him about a half dozen snaps or so, and they asked they asked Tomlin about doing that. And I, as usual, he gave his uh, – he said, would you use Justin Gilbert on him, on Kelsey? And he said, we did last time. <laughs> that was all he would give up. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll go to something else. But uh, I the, – the telling thing in these last – as this, the last end of the season, the two guys that you can argue that might be playing the best on their defense, are Lawrence Timmons and, and James Harrison, the two the two old guys. They're they're yep. playing fantastic. Timmons is is playing 
easily as well as in the last five years that I've seen him play. He's playing fantastic. Um, he's an incredible blitzer from the inside linebacker spot. Harrison is just – they were talking about her in the game. He may, he may not be quite as fast as he was, but he's probably stronger than he ever was. Um, they're, they're, our, our defense is, is getting there. They are they are quickly every week getting better. So um, the one thing I'll say about um, – you mentioned, the, you know, the, the on the bye that uh, Andy Reid is 3-0. and all. Um, I, I didn't take long, but I, I dug up this statistic. When I attend Steeler games at Heinz Field, the Steelers are 3-0. and all. But that and 25 cents will maybe get me a cup of coffee. So I don't, I don't know how much that factors into it, <laughs> you know. So, like you said, Matt, I don't know, you know, come on. That was how many years ago that that, that came into play? Um, the other thing, too, I'll mention on, the, on the, the, like the fake punt, if you remember the Dolphins ran a fake punt against the Steelers in the second quarter, fourth and less than a yard, and they got it. I, I was watching a play again, because I don't know if you remember, that was the play, when the play was done, Darius Hayward Bay, my yep. Lord, he looked like he lost his mind. He did to hold him back. He, so I was looking at the play to find out. And first of all, it looked like the Steelers were ready for it. They just didn't stop it. They they were ready. It looked like they were. And uh, I was watching again to try to find out what the heck set this off. And uh, it looked like because um, the guy was uh, the guy carrying ball was tackled, but he was laying on a player. So Nick's he wasn't on the ground. So Nick came over and hit him. And I guess that picked out the Dolphins. And uh, the one guy, their, their running back, uh, um, Williams, their backup running back, was on the special team. And he started some stuff. And I, was try- I still couldn't see. But I, I, then I slowed it down and slowed it down and slowed it down. And I was trying to see. And if I could read lips, it looked like he, he told Haybay that, he, he, that, you know, he, he thought that he was a worse performer than Mariah Carey. That's the only thing I could get because – Hey, what's up? He lost his mind. I thought somebody took his wallet or something. That was crazy. I've never seen him act like that ever, ever. So, uh, but uh, yeah. Besides this, I really think if the if the Steelers do that, they avoid a turnover. I don't see them stopping Bell. I, I they can't. If they do, then then a, they're going to leave one on one and he's going to go to AB. So, uh, if the rain or the wind or the ice plays into it. I'd say there's probably about a 25% chance that the Steelers end up really blowing them out. Believe it or not, I think they, there's a chance of that. I don't see the Chiefs blowing the Steelers out. I, but, you know, with these games, we're, we're, we're going to hang in there. We're, we're, I think they're mentally tough. We have so many, like the veterans I mentioned. But I see more than likely Steelers winning about about 27 to – 27 to 20, Pittsburgh's going to win. We're going to take their KC Master Barbecue and uh, show them where to go. So, what do you got, Stable? I think the key is uh, run the ball with Bell, just like you said. That's going to stop uh, Kansas City's pass rush. Kansas City has a nice pass rush and everything. Uh, since we started playing power football with Bell, that's when the Steelers' offense really kicked it in. They're not using Bell as much uh, as a pass receiver now. Just run him. He's become the focal point of the offense. Uh, he's going to be the difference in this game. He's been averaging 
I think 143 yards uh, in the past seven games and everything. Um, so he, it's got to be Bell first. Uh, we have the second best pass blocking team in the NFL now. That's credit Coach Munchak and everything. If we protect Ben, it's going to be a very good game. Uh, it's going to be on ours. We're going to have to protect the ball. We can't have Kansas City gets a lot of turnovers. We're going to have to um, take away. We can't we can't give up the ball and everything like that. Um, the best quarterback wins. That's what my dad told me. Uh, Ben's better than Alex Smith could even dream of being. Um, <laughs> a big plus is going to be our offensive coordinator Haley is finally going to get his revenge again. Kansas City. Uh, I know, talking about the quarterback again, been on the road. Um, if he throws under 30 passes, um, we have a good chance. He's 12 and three uh, when he have when he has passed for under 300 yards. 0 and three is when he passed for over 300 yards. I don't want no more shotgun with this team. When you go to the shotgun and you got Bell out there, that takes the threat of him running away. Um, I don't want an empty backfield. Put Bell back there just to give him that big threat and everything. Then that you can uh, you can play a little pass action, a little play action, everything there. Uh, like I said, can't have uh, no more turnovers to them. I don't want no drop passes. Because of the weather, that's going to be a big plus. You can't have – quit them short passes to A.B. and everything like that. Um, that's not getting anything. I know A.B. wants his stats and everything. We can't. We can't keep on – that's not getting anything and everything. Them little screen passes to him. I know the slant. Go with the slant because he gets them. The only way we're going to lose, I think it's going to be up to Ben. If Ben hasn't been playing that great. If Ben has a bad game, we could possibly uh, lose this game. Um, get Brown is 100-yard uh, receiving day. Uh, let's see. We we got the big three. You know, you got Big Ben. I'm going to call him Big Bell now and Big Brown. That's just going to be way too much for them and everything. A crazy stat is now, I, I don't know, but Bell and Brown have come up with half of the Steelers' yardage that they've come up with and everything like that. Half of their yardage and everything. Hill, as their punt returner or kickoff returner, Central's Danny Smith, our special team coach, has to come up with something. I know he doesn't have the players. Um, I don't know Vince Williams, but he's got to kick the ball into the end zone, kick the ball out of bounds. Don't kick the ball in the middle of the field. Try to wedge him in on the left side or right side or anything like that. Uh, do you want me to go into defense or am I rambling too much? Kansas City. We've got some time. Yeah, pressure. We're going to have to pressure them. Our run defense is going to have to, if it controls the line of scrimmage, get Kansas City in second and third and long. And Alex Smith, like I say, got to stop Hill. 
I'm a little bit worried about Mitchell uh, picking up the tight end and everything. There's one thing we got to go with. The Steelers are fast now and everything. I think Tuit might be the fastest defensive lineman out there or one of the fastest defensive linemen in the NFL. You have Shazier, who is the fastest linebacker out there. Positively, he's the fastest inside linebacker going. He runs a 4-3-6. Two rookies, Burns runs a 4-4-6. Four, four, Davis runs a 4-4-6-2. Four, four, and Dupree ran a 4-5-6 at the Combine. That was the fastest of any outside linebacker at the Combine and everything. We got the... You were talking about, Freddie, about Timmons is playing his best ball. The reason Timmons is playing his best ball, because he's playing next to Shazier, and on the other side you got Harrison, who is playing. It's just unbelievable. He's, he's an age of wonder and everything. And you've got Dupree on the other side with Fast. The old men are going to come through in this, and the young guys. you got Harrison over 30. Ben, Timmons, Gage. Uh, Foster, D'Angelo Williams. And here's the guy. This is our sleeper, our older guy. This guy's been doing it for 13 years, and he's never made a mistake that I can. Greg Warren, our long snapper, to me is the most dependable person that we have on the team. You never hear him make a mistake. He's down there for the tackle. You got the young guys now playing the best out. That's when they did the turnaround. You got the Sean Davises, the the Artie Burns, the Hargrave, two it's youngs now. Shazier, Dupree, they're young. Bell's young, and Jesse James is playing good. I haven't even gotten into Kansas City. You want me to go into Kansas City? <laughs> well, that's a, we gotta we gotta move on. Quickly, uh, I want to give uh, Fred and everyone last chance to uh, talk about this game. So we, we do want to get to the Joey Porter situation and then some last stuff to to close out this show. But I will quickly say that I agree with you 100% that if the Steelers lose this game, it's because of it's because of Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he's not playing his best football right now. You know, at the most important time, you'd have to go back to probably the Giants game. For the last game, you know, we saw where Ben didn't have just a really dumb interception. I mean, you you had one of the Bills, the Bengals, the Ravens. You had a couple. He didn't play against the Browns, but he had one against the Dolphins. Odds are Ben's going to throw a pick in this game. Just, you know, sheer odds. He's thrown them more often than not. He's got more picks than interceptions lately. And so you got to be a little bit worried about that. Can Ben, and we've been waiting on him for a little while, can Ben just recapture, you know, can he be, or will he be? We know he can be. Will he, you know, this great quarterback that we know he is, or is he going to keep making these mistakes? So we'll see what happens. He absolutely lit them up previously. And I was telling Fred before the show, I think what we need is, you know, the 4 5 Big Ben here. Don't throw it for 30 times. Hand the ball off. Manage that game. Don't make mistakes, and we'll get out of there with a win. I, I think the Steelers have more talent. I think they're the better team. The Chiefs, they're good on both sides of the ball, but in like an unorthodox kind of way. They're not the super disciplined, stop the run, 
kind of defense there, the ball hockey defense, we're going to get that ball and turn up field to give our offense a chance. The offense isn't the, you know, super fundamental, great run, great pass kind of team. They're, especially with Hill now, they're kind of some weird gadget plays and stuff like that. I mean, you watch the Falcons, think the first game, Smith and Shotgun, got Travis Kelsey in the backfield on the left, and Spencer Ware in the backfield on the right. They move Spencer Ware out after they shot the ball. Square runs a fake screen pattern. They fake the handoff to the right to Kelsey, and then they hand the ball to an end around the hill, and now you've got Kelsey out blocking in front on hill on an end around. And they take up something like 20 yards at the first play of the game. They're just weird, weird plays, but they're working for them. So I think if you can stick with your fundamentals, play your game, run that ball, don't make mistakes, no pick sixes, no special teams uh, mistakes, you win this game. I think this is just a game for the fundamentals. Fred, I'll, I'll let you finish this one up, and then we want to move on so we can give Savo a chance to talk about the Joey Porter situation. Go ahead, Fred. Yeah, no, just final thoughts. I, I agree exactly what you said. I think that's where um, the misdirection, I won't say necessarily trick plays, but misdirection plays, I think, is where the Chiefs can hit you. Um, when the Steelers played the Eagles in week three and just got totally blasted, those were some of the plays that beat them, those misdirection and screened the Spoles. And the Steelers said when they went to play the Chiefs, they just looked at the Eagles game again because a lot of the same Doug Peterson, coach of the Eagles, came under Andy Reid and looked at them, and that helped them. And but I, I, Andy Reid's a good coach, so you know he'll probably have some wrinkles to that. But uh, straight up, I think just, like you said, fundamentally the Steelers are better. If they don't get beat with some of these this trickery, um, I I think they're fine. Um, and the one thing you mentioned about turning the ball over, the Chiefs said they they get a lot of takeaways, but they've turned it over in their last five games in a row, and they had three of them against the Raiders in the game they won, and then they went the following week with a chance to really cement their playoff, uh, and they lost at home to the Titans. So, and the Titans, mm-hmm. as you know, they they play exotic Smash Mouth, so. Pounding on them fundamentally, that's the way. That's the way you can beat them. So I, I agree 100. percent That's that's and that's that, just like Sables. I think Ron David pound bell on them. Like Ben, just like last week, throw the ball 18 times. If that's the case, we'll, we we for sure will win. All right, Sable, what, what do we got with our buddy that got shot in Denver? Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. 
the security guard wouldn't let Joey Porter in. Okay, he had a problem with him before. So he calls for a police officer that was working a detail. The police officer working the detail was one of the highest paid um, people in the city of Pittsburgh. I'm not talking just about police. I'm talking about everyone. He comes down because the security guard asked him to come down, Joey Porter. Now, if it's me and I see Joey Porter, I go like this. Hey, Joe, you're not allowed in. Whatever happened before, uh, they don't want you in. Please leave. I don't know, some kind of attire, maybe you had a hoodie on. I mean, we're hearing all kind of things. But as soon as the officer comes over you and say, please leave, he said, I wanted to go up to second floor. There's a party with some ex-stealers and maybe one other regular uh, stealer that's playing now and everything. As soon as the officer, my dad taught me this, as soon as the officer says to you, I want you to leave, you, yes, sir, no, sir. Joey Porter was probably uh, under the influence of a little bit of juice, uh, some booze or something like that. As soon as they, all you do is leave. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, I had a problem before and everything. As soon as you touch a police officer, that's a felony, Okay. And they were showing four different camera angles. Everyone had camera. Everyone has a cell phone now with a camera. Um, all the radio, all the television stations showed everything like this. I don't think Joey Porter was being aggressive to the officer. Uh, the officer is not the biggest um, officer we have in the city of Pittsburgh and everything like that. But it looked like he held his hands down and so the officer couldn't lift it up. Now, Joey Porter, what, 255, 6263. This officer is not, you know, 5'8", 175, one, I don't know what everything like this. But as soon as you can't touch an officer. Now, he gets, he gets out of this and everything because the DA said every camera angle I saw, Joey Porter, we're just going to drop everything down one step, uh, criminal mischief, disorderly person, intoxication, everything. We're not going to go with the terroristic threat. We're not going to do the assault of the police officer. To me, it looked like, not that he assaulted a police officer, like hit him, but when he's pushing his hand down and everything. So now the... Officer's in a bad spot because he made his report and everything like that. I'm not saying the officer did nothing wrong. He did not initiate it. The security guard came to, please help me. He was at another establishment in the south side, and he came in to help the security guard. You can't touch a police officer, and he did. And Joey Porter even said this. His his lawyer is Bobby Del Greco. Bobby Del Greco gets him out, and this morning Joey Porter gets on and said, 
hey, I really appreciate everything, but I shouldn't have touched the officer. Well, you shouldn't have said it. Just shut your mouth. Freco <laughs> is your lawyer, got you off with everything. That now you can go, and now you tell everyone you did touch them and everything. <laughs> if, it, if it was me that I was there working the detail, I'd say, come on, Joey. I would probably do this to anyone, just not to Joey Porter. Anyone just say, come on, the security guard doesn't want you. But as soon as you touch him, then that that goes into another thing and everything like that. But being Joey Porter, let's say it was a pirate, you're not going to probably have a hockey player or a pirate do something like this. But as soon as they tell you to leave, you just leave and everything. Go to another bar. I know your friends are at this bar and everything, but you do not. He said, I touched them. As soon as you touch them, that's a completely different thing and everything. That's all. The police officer did not do anything wrong. The union, the head of the union now came across and said, everything's wrong on this. Now you're turning in um, the criminal complaint of, um, uh, the review board is now looking at this officer for what reason? He didn't do anything wrong and everything. They arrested him because he was intoxicated, resisted arrest, didn't think, was drunk, and was trying to get into this, and the security guard didn't want him to get in it and everything like that. I don't know if he'll be around here next year, Joey Porter. Um, but I don't think the officer did anything wrong. I would have tried to defuse it if I would have been there as much as I could. <clears throat> Say, Joey, come on, let's just leave. We'll get you an Uber. We'll get you to drive somewhere. He probably had his car over at the Steeler practice facility over in Southside and everything. That's probably how they got down there. Or get some, go upstairs, get some of his friends, and his friends came down. Come on, let's get him out of here. And everything, but he didn't want to listen. This ain't the first time for Joey Porter, and they're taking it against the officer that he, you know, a couple other times that he's been had complaints against them. I don't you, think the officer um, did any. Good. Sorry. What you? Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off, bud. Um, I was going to say for our listeners that don't know, um, which is why you know Sabo is is good. You know, on this he worked. You know for the police in the number of years in Pittsburgh was a commander in this County. So, you know, as a guy who, you know, knows people in, in this business and everything, definitely want to get his opinion on this. And I think he told me before, Stabo, you, I know we were talking something last night about how this uh, officer has had some poor judgment in the past, but I, I guess what yeah. you tell me is in this case, it doesn't seem like that's really what happened. Like this was more on Porter than the officer, mm-hmm. officer if, if, if that's what I'm hearing. But you did, um, I believe you said you had a, you ran, had a run-in with this officer in, in the past um, when you were working. Yeah, he tried to that. get into 911. And all I do is when an officer go, tries to get in, all you have to do is tell me why you're there, why you're coming in the 911 center. you got to be buzzed in. If you're a police officer, if you're a medic, um, if you're a fireman or something like that. But if I go up and you won't tell me why you're there, 
I ain't letting you in. If you want a tour, I'll give you a tour. I'll walk you around and anything. But if you want to see someone, then I'd rather take that person out of the 911 center and come out and meet you instead of you coming in the 911. Because I don't know why you're there if you don't tell me you're here to see a girl or something like that. I don't know what's going on. That you come down, that you're working, and want to see this person, everything. So I said, you know, if I go to that person, I say, do you want to see the officer? Because they're not going to come in to the 911 center and everything. If they just want to, you know, I'll, I'll take them outside. If you want me to be there with you, fine. I'll do that and everything. But that's that's the only time I had anything with him. I got you. It is, uh, would, it is curious that the... me from anyone. No worries. It is curious that the DA decided to drop those charges. If you can see it on the video that Porter did um, grab the officer, it, it's curious why they would. Yeah. Why they he would drop the charges? And I saw. <clears throat> sorry, I saw on the. Um, it was KDK when I was trying to find that video that the you know the chief, a lot of the officers and everything are, are upset about this, and they're so upset that that they just are saying drop all charges, which doesn't make much sense to me. I figured if you're upset that they're dropping some charges, you wouldn't want them to drop any more. But what was reported mm-hmm. is that they were, you know, so upset that some of these are being dropped and they don't know why they just go ahead and drop them all. But I can do you can you really think of any reason why if there's if it's on video that he grabbed the officer, why they would just, you know why the DA would say, you know, just you know, drop that, don't charge him with, you know, assaulting the officer, which it apparently looks like he did. I I don't think he was doing it in a in aggressive way. Like if I'm if I'm going after someone uh, to harm them, maybe that's why the DA said it was a difference. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to fight him and everything. An assault to me is, you know, getting hit and everything. And it wasn't a hit and everything. That's the only thing I could think. I they drop, they right, drop well, terroristic, the terroristic threat would be like, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to do harm to you or something like that. But I don't know if he said that to the uh, um, to the officer or he said that to the security guard. But the security guard said he had problems with him before. If you're coming in intoxicated already, if you're not, if you don't have the right attire on, you know, if you don't have the right clothing on. There's the difference in that. And I don't think the officer did anything anything wrong. Gotcha. I, but I would have tried to defuse it just because it was Joey Porter. And I'll say, hey, just calm down. We'll get your friends. Let's get you out here. Let's get a cab. Let's get an Uber and everything. I try to do everything I could not to make, not to go that far for the rest. But, you know, touching an officer, you just can't do that. Sure, 100%. Well, I mean, it's going to get a little more clarity on the situation, a situation that I think is still, you know, far from over. Yes, he's back with the team, but, I mean, you would think officer had a body cam that there's other, you know, multiple camera angles he hasn't had to stay in court yet. You, you think there's still more to come with this possibly. Fred, do you have any thoughts on this one before we uh, move on to our last bit of uh, stuff before we wrap this episode up, bud? Yeah, no, the only thing I could guess that, like, I know uh, I agree with uh, Fabo 
and just said, you know, most of the time you just want to diffuse the situation today. You know, you know hey, you want to come? We'll, we'll get you out of here and then make it make it easy for the guy to back down. You know, uh, make it easy for him sure. to, to get out because the guy's a man; he doesn't want to be challenged. So if you make it easy for him. So I was thinking that maybe they could have called Ray Lewis to come in with a bus and Joey could have gone on the bus with Ray. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe that would have worked. <laughs> Uber. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think Ray, I think Joey likes to get on the bus with Ray, I heard in the past. He likes to do that. So <laughs> I think that may have worked. So, anyways. No, Who knows? Other than that, Who knows? Before, before we move on, I want to take a second to say that this show is sponsored by Frank Walker Law, just as my computer decides to mess up for a second. Sponsored by Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firm to call in Western PA and West Virginia and home to one of the nation's top 100 ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker. For his PA office, call 412-212-3878 or to reach his West Virginia office, it's 304-712-2089. You can also check out his website at frankwalkerlaw.com. All right, guys, moving along, and last you know bit of stuff we'll get to before we close out the show because we don't have too much time left. Biggest news coming out, of course, besides you know everything happening in the playoffs, the San Diego Chargers are no more. They are now becoming the L.A. Chargers after owner Dean Spanos informed the team and the league that he will be moving uh, the Chargers to Los Angeles. Now, I, I know a lot of us here are, you know, members of Bond and Silk Curtain or the Super, Super Bowl Nation fan site. And if you just go on over to Bolts from the Blue, it is just, it is depressing over there now. I mean, many fans just sad that, you know, their team they've been with for 50-plus years is just leaving them. And it, it just kind of makes you appreciate. I mean, you can't imagine the Rooney family or anyone ever being like, we're going to take this team out of Pittsburgh. We're going to possibly change the team name, the team logo, anything like that. It's just, I mean, it makes you really, it's another thing that makes you appreciate being a Steelers fan for sure. But now we're going to have two teams in Los Angeles. Chargers will be playing at this Stub Hub Center for the next couple of years, which holds 27,000 seats, which is less than half of the next, you know, smallest stadium, which I believe is the Lions, which holds 60,000. So, I mean, just, small, small number of fans. They should have no problem selling out those crowds, I would think, whether they're going to be filled with Chargers fans or the other team. I mean, who can really say? But now two teams in Los Angeles, it's, I mean, it's an interesting situation. It's a situation that the league didn't want to happen, that the Chargers fans definitely didn't want to happen. But, I mean, it it looks like it's happening. It's, you know, I mean, I, I was never for this. I'm a little bummed it's happening. You guys have been, you know, fans of the NFL longer than I have. I have never seen a team move before, you know, the L.A. Rams did. But now it looks like we get potentially three in three years with the Rams, the Chargers, and potentially the Raiders, which looks like maybe happening. So before we close out this episode, I want to get you guys' thoughts on this one. Let's start with you, Fred. Yeah, I, I often I don't know a lot about Dean Spano. Chargers owner, but uh, trying to read up and catch up. Uh, most most people I'm listening to, most people I'm reading are are uh, not not very not very complimentary of Dean Spanos. That uh, he just, just he just wanted more money, and the minute 
now the 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 team, the franchise movement to LA, the uh the team's worth has like tripled. So um what has happened to the Chargers since you you know the last however many years they were good for a while with night you know uh, with Schottenheimer had a shot to beat go to the Super Bowl they lost the Pacers at playoff game they never should have lost but it, it it's sad and I you know I'm not don't feel one way out about the Chargers but if you're a fan of a team and they've been there like you said fifty some odd years and now they're leaving. Uh, you can't do that. You can't do that as an owner. You you just I know they're gonna have to make money, but they make they make money hand over fist these guys, and they just want more. Uh, it, it to me to me it's wrong. I saw I saw fans outside their 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 uh, offices today. Uh, it was raining. I don't know, I thought it never rained in San Diego, but it was raining, and uh, they were throwing their their gear down. And I I I don't blame them. I remember I've I've seen. <laughs> around us to see teams move when when the Ravens well, uh, well the Browns moved and that was weird because they gave birth to another team I don't know that was weird and then the Colts I think the worst I remember is the Colts just moving in the middle of the night packing up the truck the Mayflower yeah. trucks you saw them you see the video and you're like what <laughs> what they moved in the middle of the night what the heck uh, at least you're not doing that but yeah this, this is bad they're paying us 27000 like you said, seat stadium. What, what? Are you crazy? That's like playing a nice an old Kaiser Stadium. What, that, they, they go from the horrible. You hear all these things about how Qualcomm is just falling apart, and now they're going to go play. I know it's temporary, but this, this, this is just bad. And to, to throw it in, I'll get the Sabo here. Uh, to throw it in, you have a new coach who's never been a head coach, and he's got to take up here in that situation. That's one thing why the Rams left Fisher be there for the move. He's believed he's been there. You're throwing a new coach in this. I feel I feel sorry for the coach. Here you go. We don't know where we're gonna practice or we're gonna play. It's bad. What what do you what do you think of all this table? Those fans I would have burnt more than my jersey and everything like this. They should have burnt jerseys or pinatas of Dean Spanos or whatever and everything like that. It's gonna cost him money to move, um, the the plus was he didn't do it in the middle of the night, like you said, and everything like that. But he was making money. From what I understand, the mayor of San, he, Dean Spanos came out with a two paragraph um, saying thanks for the memories and everything. But it was so just I have to say something. So here it is. But the mayor from San Diego said he was going to help him with a stadium. So I can't understand the move. I I know it's for money, but if it's going to cost you this much money, to how much money are you making then? Uh, money do you want to make? And everything that you're giving up a whole fan base. Maybe maybe he should have went to London. <laughs> it's it's a curious thing for sure. I mean, in the wrong way, you know, when the owner of a team fails his team. I mean, you want people to show up for your team and everything. Okay, stop threatening them to leave for the past couple of years. You know, give them something to invest in. You, I mean, you want people to show up to your games. Okay, build the team the right way. Hire a good GM. Hire good coaches. 
and set the team up for success, stop having losing seasons and missing the playoffs. I mean, Spanish is saying, you know, okay, no one's showing up for the games, no one cares about this team. It can't be because we aren't winning and we have a poorly owned and constructed team. It must be the location. Let's go try this somewhere else. I'm No, the the, the problem is, I, I mean, we're running out of time here, but it just it rubs me the wrong way. Now we got multiple we got four teams in one state now. We got two teams in one city. Meanwhile there's you know states all over the place. I mean being from Virginia, everyone a lot of people here are Redskins fans. Being from a state that doesn't have an NFL team, it irks me when you got a city with two of them. You got California with four, Florida with three and I'm just uh, we'll talk more about this next time for sure and then of course get to all the coaching hires as our time winds down here. But I know for us, we're going to watch some playoff football tomorrow and then tune into the Steelers now Sunday night game going into Arrowhead Stadium, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And we will all be hoping and praying that we will have some more Steelers football to talk about next week as they take on either the Houston Texans, cough, or the New England Patriots. <laughs> See which, who we will be playing and hope that we got some more good Steelers football to talk. I'll let you guys give some quick last thoughts before I close this one out. Uh, no, I just uh, no, I think you summed it up. Like you said, not, not a lot of time left. But again, uh, I still live in a musical uh, mood with the Grammys coming up, and I started with going to Kansas City. So in honor of uh, Joey Porter, uh, I end with uh, the Bobby Fuller Four with. Uh, I fought the law, but the law won. I fought the law. Although I think Joey kind of won this one, but we'll end with a, a tribute to the Bobby Fuller for what, what do you got to finish up with, Babel? Um, I'm. Can I do the Kansas City with their defense? Because <laughs> I had uh, we got, we got no Peters time for that. He's he's We're not going to shadow He's going to have. They're going to field goal us to death. Yeah. Andy Reid's never – he's never – he had a – he's had a field goal. He's never – he loves field goals and everything like that and everything. Their linebackers are going to be liabilities. They've only scored like 24 touchdowns. Watch for that jet sweep on Hill and everything like that. Just try to keep <laughs> yeah, it and manageable. It'll be something downs. to keep an eye on for sure. But all right, guys, for – Alex Smith, he is – we got we got to send it off, Sabo. He's we not going to send it off, Sabo. Sabo got small hands. Thanks for listening to Black and Gold. He's got less touchdowns than Johnny Manziel. We'll see you next week. More than twenty yards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Aloha. I'm Clifford from your Manoa Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway Deli. Handcrafted sandwiches. Fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders. Add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese. All fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only $5.88 each with in-and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa Safeway, and we'll see you soon. It's so hot outside. Time to go bowling. Stay cool at Bolero. With air-conditioned lanes, ice-cold beer, and a striking selection of signature cocktails. Roll in, chill out, and have fun. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials.
Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.